Hey there, folks. I'm Nolan, and I'm going to be the DM for this crazy bunch of LGBTQA plus characters. And here they are, my players. I'm Melissa Ingle, and I'm playing Grass Mother Herb, and she is an Herb Genasi Druid. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm going to be playing Eliwick Kabbalah. She's a rogue, forest snow, just searching for answers. Hi, I'm Leo, and I'm playing Varel, the crownless knight. He's a human fighter with a penchant for steel. Hi, my name is Ryan, and I'm playing Ada, the half-elf artificer. I'm Fia, I play Cress, and she is a wild magic sorcerer. Hi, my name's Ethan, and I'm playing Art. He is a wizard in the school of divination. And that's our group. And so welcome now to our game. Welcome to the world of Perovalos, and welcome to LGBT D&D. Let's D&D this, y'all! So, where we last left off with your group, you had been traveling through the Sombrock Desert after being thrown out there by the Thimblewick family. Upon a large sandstorm that seemed to be blowing all over you the past day, you had seen these distant figures that, after you all decided to take a short rest, uh, ended up attacking you, thinking that you were some sort of marauders in the desert. Upon uh, one of them shouting this out, you were able to make clear that you were not marauders, neither were they, and that this whole conflict was for naught. Settling this down, you had a nice dinner with them. Uh, the leader of them, Aramaic, a balding dwarf, uh, sold you a good helping of potions. And the one other one that you didn't get, the Blight Icker, you were able to win from him in a drinking game, downing glasses upon glasses upon glasses oh, of no. <laughs> good dwarvish whiskey. In the night, uh, after going off with Kaidi, one of the group of traders, Cress had snuck off and learned that one of their friends was here. And that's where we left off. We now pick back up in the morning. You all are in your own individual tents. Uh, the sun starts to rise and you see it cresting over one of the dunes. As you are all slowly awakened, uh, some of you in better shape than others, particularly Ada and Varel, both are very, bad. very hungover. Bad, yeah, bad. The rest of you, I'm sure, <laughs> probably are still hungover yourselves, but Ada and Varel are barely moving. No, like fuzzy tongue, like uh, waking up into the wretch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as the camp, everyone else starts to awaken as well. You see, just to remind you about everyone you have here, Armaic, the uh, balding dwarf who is running the group, Tigran, the red-headed dwarf, uh, Treyman, the vulture Aarakocra, Zramash, uh, she was the brass dragonborn, and Kaidi, the red-haired woman. Uh, you see all of them beginning... Uh, Tigran is one of the first ones seemingly up. Uh, he walks out into the center of this the little camp area that you've made, snaps mm. his fingers, and a large bonfire starts in the middle of it. 
Ah. They begin warming up some of their rations, uh, getting the little bit of fresh food that they still have out, warming it up. They start eating. It's so bright! I... Oh no. Does anyone have any healing for this? I'm just gonna be like, why are you screaming? I'm I'm <laughs> trying to find the healing where it hurts everywhere. I can't I can't pinpoint Oh god. <laughs> I'm just gonna dry heave in response and maybe like roll over. Like put my try putting my shit together. I don't know. Very slowly. So grass wanders out already second joint of the day in hand and hearing this plead of like help kind of like stumbles over to the tent and peers her head in what's up everything hurts everything hurts everything the very, hurts the very very tree one it it all hurts all right, but, like, does something hurt more than other things that I can, like, pinpoint and, like, try to leave the pain? Uh, the, the head, I guess? Yes, uh, the head. I would say the head. Dope. I, I could totally, like, mess around with the head a bit. Hold this. Grass just kind of puts her joy just in your mouth. This is not for that, but, like, it totally can help, and it's also just, like, a great way for me to stall time while I pull up my character sheet that I definitely should have had open before this. Ada takes the joint, like, looks at it, and just kind of, like, instinctively just eats it. Thinks it's, like, a a, a healing oh. herb. Nice. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to do something else for you, but I, I feel like we should roll and see if that takes care of the problem, because that that should do something. <laughs> and you feel the little bit of heat traveling down your throat. Yeah. yeah. Finally quenching out and just the wrapped halfling weed coming down into your stomach. What? Doesn't seem to take any huge effect, though. I don't feel anything. <laughs> D- don't worry, don't worry, love. Um, Grass takes her hand, casts a little chill touch, like, along Ada's throat to, like, kind of help with that burning going down. Um, and then pops up a couple healing good berries and says, here, here, that'll get rid of the flavor, also take a little of the pain out, you know. Here's six. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you, tree mushroom one. I got Jeez. you, I got you. Not a tree mushroom one. Earth Genasi Druid, but like, hey. Hey, I'm here for you. I'm one with you. I want to just wake up next to Kaidi, just look at my hand and just say, Fuck. What is it? I'm still blue. Oh, are you not normally? No, I, I forgot about this. I'm not usually blue, I'm usually whatever color I want to be. <laughs> and uh, peeking his head into the tent now, you see the Aarakocra Walter go, I can help with that! Why were you listening in on us all night? Not all night. Uh, sorry, but yes, please, I would, I would love whatever way you can help with 
this monstrosity. All right, hold still. And you see him take out the little necklace holy symbol that he has, the leaf on the wind. Kneels down to you, mutters something, and moves his hands around. And you see the blue start to peel its way around your skin, focusing in this small bluish orb now at the center of your chest that he then kind of grabs, levitates out, and throws oh, away. Thank you so much. I, I owe you anything. Well, I'll find a way for you to make it back for me. It's no trouble, though. Thank you. This, like, change myself back into my usual form. This is how I like to look. I just hate... You know what it's like to be able to just... Just be able to make yourself look however you want, but then you just, all of a sudden you just can't. You're always just some hideous creature. The Erica kind of cocks its head. Not really. It's not fun, that's what I can tell you. Makes sense. What's that? Alright, do you want some breakfast? Uh, yeah. Kaidi, wanna, wanna get some breakfast? Yeah, sure. That, that would be great. She stands up, starts dressing. Grabs the rest of her equipment, straps it all on. Trayman walks his way back out of the tent, over towards Zormash and Tigran, who are sitting around the campfire. Uh, Aramaic, you guys still have not seen yet. I roll out of bed and in a daze, just try and stumble around. I go, where is everyone? Eliwick is just dizzy, not quite 100%, hasn't felt this way since her younger days, um, and tries to find grass because I, I, I know that grass is going to help me out. She got that that grass. Grass got you, grass got you. Her mushroom spores just, like, kind of stick up, like her spidey senses are tingling. And immediately is like, Ellie Wick is in trouble. And leaves <laughs> Ada abruptly, like, I'm talking kind of like zombie robot programming, where stops, hands down, three 180s, and walks out the tent to Ellie Wick. What's the problem? How can I help? I just, I need something to take the edge off. Give me, give me a few seconds and with my herbalist kit, I, um, get to work. Um, can I try and, when I roll this joint, do like a little medicine and herbs in there and see if that can do any healing or should I just give some more good berries out? I'd say if you want to, like, include, break up some of the good berries, you could probably put that in that would give a little... Ooh. A little healing spirit feel to it. Not to mention, uh, smooth out the mouth feel a bit. You know, I, I, I dried some, like, good berries um, that I previously made, and it, it's just very pleasant. I imagine it's like when um, you mix up any herbs with a joint. Mm -hmm. Any herbs. It's going to be very good. That sounds very nice. Um, I'm so grateful. Just kind of, like, lights it up. Here you go, Oh, yeah, that's what I needed. That's, that's, oh, that's soundscape. That's... Wow. Where is everyone else? Yeah, thank you. And now finally, after you all have been up for somewhere in the half hour to an hour range, uh, you see Armaic the Balding Dwarf come out from the uh, wagon that he has. 
he is he's looking very rough, just like Ada and Varel have been. He walks over to Trayman. Can you, can you help me? I it's the and Trayman. Yep, yep. Leans his hand on him, casts a lesser restoration. Does this happen a lot? <laughs> more than you might think. <laughs> my my friend, my balding friend. I think we've been poisoned overnight. I do not remember feeling <laughs> this bad from alcohol before. I would drink the the wine provided at the great library, but I think it has to be some poison or something. You're comparing wine to whiskey. To, like, delicious dwarven uh-huh. whiskey. Yeah. Art emerges from his tent, and he goes... Good morning, everybody! Oh, no. oh God! Ah! I will, I will, no, 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 no. Are you guys ready to go to the temple? Yeah! Ada instinctively, like, casts, yeah. like, call on her trident. So, uh, like, uh, just, like, no. holds it up. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I just roll over and, like, rash again. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I slept like a dream. Um, Art actually has giant black circles underneath his eyes. He looks like shit. Um, <laughs> I feel like out of this, like, Grash just kind of um, does her reaction of Halo of Spores just out of self-defense of, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of just shitting herself. Just like, what the hell? <laughs> shaking my head. I'm, I'm so used to this. I'm so used to this sort of behavior from Art. Hey, Chris, you want to go and get some water? <laughs> I have a water skin right here. Well, we should refill it. Come on, come over here. Um, and then Art, like, heads over to the water bucket. Oh, and I get up and walk over. What do you want today, Art? Well, uh, I was thinking, you know, with this whole going to the temple thing, we should probably be in our best shape for when we get there, you know? Uh, yes, and? We should drink a lot of water, I, I'm just saying, you know, uh, and stay healthy and make sure everyone else is healthy and awake. Is, there, is, 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 is anything else wrong, Art? You're acting kind of strange right now. Well, no, nothing's wrong. Um, at that, Art kind of just, like, chugs some water. And stares in the direction of where they're going to be traveling. Good talk. I just pat Art back on the back, and I just head back over to the circle. As <laughs> as you head back over, you see, you see Ada, who's put down the trident on like into the sand, is trying to plead with her owl friend to kill. Please kill me. Please, I can't. I can't deal with this headache anymore. I just. <laughs> Who? I, this is the worst. Who? Please, I, I just a quick, you could just, your talons could go right in here and just. And you oh, see its goodness. eyes, as they have been with the magic missiles before, start to like telescope out a bit. No, not, not really. It was a figure of speech. That was. Who? <laughs> Can I check to see if there's anything like a volume knob on the owl? <laughs> sure, make an investigation check. That's a 16. Uh, 16, you look the owl up and down. Don't really see a volume knob. Okay. Never mind, then. I guess I'll have to program figures of speeches into you. That doesn't do any good if you can't talk. Who? Uh, 
You. The owl. Who? You, the owl. Oh my god. And I just eat two more of the berries that was given to me. And as you are eating these berries, your stomach is feeling... Like the first berry, you feel pretty full. The second berry, you're at the point of like that overstuffed kind of feeling. If you eat a third berry, you are beyond the point of full. No. This reminds me of the time at the archives, and I like run off into the behind the tent and go off to to wretch. Art kind of follows Ada back over to where where she's puking, and is just kind of like patting her on the back and holds out like a, a water flask. Oh, thank you. <sighs> Needless to say, it, it may sound come to a, a surprise, but I'm not as experienced with alcohol as. As one might assume that I am. Well, oh, really? <laughs> I never would have guessed, Ada. I, I, I may look like a ne'er-do-well, but this ne'er does not do well with spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Take inspiration, Ryan. <laughs> uh, that was so good. You landed that so gently. Oh my god. Art for just a split second just starts pulling the water flask away again, just like never mind. <laughs> uh, but he holds it back out. Um, oh, that was great. Ada, like you know, this is probably going to be the final leg before we get to the temple, so just take care of yourself, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll just uh, yeah, I just need a few minutes and uh, I'll get back on track. Okay. Art kind of, like, wanders off in the direction of, of, like, the main camp area. What are we having for breakfast? Breakfast, they have some sausages that are... Uh, he takes out of this small little, like, preservative case in the that he takes out of the wagon. Uh, sets them up campfire style, roasting them on a stick. They've also got a few other little uh, pieces of, like, hardtack kind of... Rations, the usual jerkies, nuts, berries. Tigrun also snaps his hands and holds out some berries that look very similar to the ones that uh, Grass had just summoned. If any of you would like, I am more than happy to share good berry. Thank you so much. I love one, thank you. Oh man! I didn't know you also made berries! (laughs) Damn, man! We could have related about this sooner! (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> Do you want one? Nah. Ah, yeah, man, I'll take one, I'll take one. Oh, uh, all right, uh, here, here. And he goes to throw it into your mouth uh, uh, and uh, makes it swoosh back in. Ah. Uh, Catch it right on the back end of your tongue. No. Oh. Yeah. No, that's a good, good berry. <laughs> that it is. Now, I've, he- I've heard about these, how they fill you up for a day. Does that include your need for water or just food? Usually, I believe it just does food. But if you okay, all want to take to that know. barrel full of water, I think you can. Right, Aramak? Yes, I will allow this. If you want to take that barrel with you, it is... will be heavy, but... I mean... Thank you. Oh, watch this. And then for the next uh, ten minutes and six seconds... Uh, Art does the ritual to cast Tensor's floating disc to hold the water barrel with. So as everyone else is finishing up their breakfast, what does uh, ritual for Art look like yeah. here? 
Uh, so for Tensor's floating disc, it's like, well, so basically he's chanting and walking in a circle um, that kind of spirals around the uh, the disc, uh, like where he wants it to end up below it. Um, and then there's like some vague hand motions. It's like all very literal for some reason. It's just like he's taking his hands and making a circle with them and then lifting them up. <laughs> He's like, it's mostly about the concentration, guys. And then he just, like, starts, <laughs> you know, and then gets back into the chanting for it. <laughs> the fucking wizards. God, why do you have to put so much effort into your magic art? Oh, so I don't explode and kill everyone. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> and after a few moments, that little disc comes out of thin air. The barrel now hovers just a couple feet behind. Uh... At this moment, I emerge from the back of the tent. I look at the barrel. I go, I don't even, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I go back into the tent <laughs> and begin just packing up my supplies. Nice, nice. And after the breakfast is shared, uh, they allow you to drink out of not that barrel so that you don't have to use the water that you'll be traveling with we want all our water for ourselves don't know how long you'll be still out here hey if we need to refill it i got some tears i'm ready uh the rest of the the group packs up what they had into their big wagon as they are doing this uh tigran comes over to crest specifically and anyone else that's around her with what we were talking about last night i uh was able to use some of Aramaic supplies. Uh, figured these might be helpful with what you're going through. And hands you three small vials. What are these? A lot of the time when I hear about the people traveling here that get lost, some report lots of snakes around them. And if there is a oh, poisonous God. one of these snakes, these should help relieve it. Art pockets one of the vials. Word. I pocket the other two. Word. Sick. Thank you very much. I really of appreciate course. it. He just kind of nods and goes back to helping them pack up. So, are all of you going to be in Nurton, or...? Aramaic will speak. They're all just contracted until we get to Nurton. However, if any of them wish to continue on working with me, I am more than happy to have them. As well as, I mean, you all seem fairly capable in battle from the little bit that we had. If you are looking for jobs in the future, you're welcome to come and check out my shop. I think we'll definitely have to be stopping by. I usually stay in the desert, the air coker kind of says. Sick. And I'd love to talk to Zramash, because mm. uh, she straight thrashed me in that fight. And I want to like respectfully be like, that was pr that was pretty dope. You know, it's not often I get smacked around like that. And uh, you know, I was wondering if you would let me know like where you learn those moves. Like I don't know how warm she is. Not to me not super name, warm, but, but as you come over and start talking to her, she's, uh, not exactly trained. Yeah. I just sort of my emotions feel me. Mm -hmm. This is my home, so I just. Word. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, you like live here. You like live in the desert too. 
Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, that is tight. How is that, besides hot? Luckily, the heat doesn't bother me too much. And she gestures down to her brass scales, which you would know, uh, gives her resistance to fire and thus heat. Oh, yeah. I'll nod to the fact that she's got scales. I don't want to... I didn't want to make assumptions, though. That's what fair, I'll fair. Appreciate it. And you weren't bad yourself out there. Uh, did you... Where'd you study? You seem more practiced. In Wolf... In, like, in Wolf Ward, you know, I'm just gonna be like... I'm gonna be like, I spent many a... Many a long, like, summer's day and, and winter's evening... But like getting 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 smacked around in the wolf ward, um, like you know, training courtyard with the practice sticks. Like I know a I know a good no fighter. Way, wolf ward knight. Well, I mean, like you know, the, I'm gonna like kind of look at the ground maybe and be like, you know, or you know, wolf ward like when it was wolf ward back when it was what it was, you know. And I'll kind of kick yeah. some sand around. She kind of nods for a bit. That kind of introverted. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, and... dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. You know that sand kick. Yeah, you know that kind of sand kick. I'm sorry to, to interrupt this, this wistful stare. Mm-hmm. I just... What happened in, in Wolford? You said it was? I'm gonna, I'll am sigh heavily and just be like, let's save it for the campfire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, like shoulder <laughs> my pack. And I'll just be like, needless to say, like... The knights of Wolfward no longer are sure like whom they serve. You know, who, who, you know what I mean. Like the, mm. the order is fractured, mm-hmm. and and it's a long story. Mm. You know, I'll just have a sad face about it. But it's cool that she heard about it. I'll be like, has word traveled? You know, you get much word in the desert, or is this like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the general opinion here? Uh, I I hear a few stories every now and again. Very few. I mean, it's a little far, as you know. I'm sure. Yeah. But I've yeah. always heard that the Wolford Knights were really well trained and had such discipline that they were serving their king honorably until the bitter end. And I'm just gonna be like, well, now you've got the, you know, bragging rights of uh, handing one his own. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like st- going toe to toe with one or whatever, and I'll I'll give her a friendly, knightly, like, yeah, yeah, like we'll. <laughs> We'll have some awkward laughs like that, like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. That could have ended way worse, and I feel like I'll pick up my shit and, and just be like, be seeing you, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, I'll, I'll nod to her, like, you know, if I ever have to walk through the desert again, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, maybe, or whatever. I'll wish her good luck and, um, and to you, and all of her endeavors until then. And, uh, gonna give her a nightly salute and roll out. She half-heartedly doesn't know the exact positioning but follows kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> i kind of once once pharrell is gone i kind of linger for a little bit <laughs> and then i kind of realize that like no one else is here she kind of looks over towards you so what's your deal books <laughs> books i like books hmm Nerd. (laughs) And she walks off. Nice. (laughs) And around this point, they've gotten most of their stuff packed up. They start to get their backpacks ready. Uh, You see Aramaic sits on the front edge of the wagon. Zramash stands down and picks up the little wooden post as if she were one of the, like, horses that would normally take a wagon of this size. 
and starts pulling it along. Trayman flies just above them. Uh, Tigran and Katie a couple dozen feet ahead. And as they're about to leave, they just say, Well, I shall be seeing you back in my shop, yes? Yeah. Of course. We make it out of this, you know, alive. Like, and thanks to you, we probably will. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you as soon as we can. See you in Norton. Goodbye, friends. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Trayman flies off. And you are all now left in the desert as the sun is just starting to crest into the full morning light. Crest? Mm. Crest? Crest? Oh. <laughs> I am Damn the it, sun. you found out my secret. Crest is actually right. the sun. I knew it! I knew she was. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're getting into Avatar territory. Yeah, Fireball I'm... cast on self was really just foreshadowing. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you see, the journey is I'm going to become the new sun god of this world. (laughs) Nice. I mean, as you know, the sun has a cloud of gnats flying around it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Remember that time you got carried all the way to the right by, like, a little group of Of rats? rats, Oh, question. Did that curse curing do my clothes? Are they still pretty tight? They are still tight, yeah. God damn it, I need new clothes, everyone. The Jolly Blue Giant. Does, does anyone have an extra pair of clothes? Disgusting, all of you. I mean, well, I can't believe I, you I might have... have. I just like, you know, they, they, the, the, prison, the, the prison guards weren't exactly like, here's your suitcase, you know, they were, you know. An extra pair of what? Clothes! <laughs> Mine are too tight! Oh no. I, I, I might have something for you, and I, I pull out. I pull out from my knapsack. I, <laughs> I pull out my scholar's robe. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, it's it's a little. J- try not to ruffle it up too much. I would rather die than wear that. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't you need clothes? Wait, can I can I try to see what if there's like a logo on the scholar's robe to see exactly where Ada has studied from? Oh. Sure. Go ahead and make a perception check. Nice. Perception? Nice. Okay. Nice. Yes. Okay, well, fuck that. Uh, I'm going to use my... <laughs> I rolled a two, but I'm going to use my divination to give myself... Um, a <laughs> Why do you care this much? <laughs> I'm giving right. myself a 14. I'll allow it this time. In the future, it's got to be before you roll. I know. Oh, sorry. I'll say you're able to see uh, on sort of where the breast pocket would be of these robes. A small, it looks like an open book with an eye in the middle of the pages, which you would recognize as the symbol of the Library of Ketis, which is this large multinational branch of libraries, basically, that spans the continent, at least, as far as you know. It was established by one of the instances of the God of Magic, and has since been able to spread all around as both a library, as a source of news, and as a source of education. Wait a minute. Ada? Yes? Ada, mm-hmm. you, you studied uh, as, as part of uh, Ketis? Yes, yeah. How did, you know Ketis. The, the school started by the god of magic? 
I sup I mean, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of the mythology, then yes, I guess the god of magic was started Ketus. But in, yeah. in reality, it was a group of scholars that all saw... See, you know what? I don't have to explain everything about knowledge. Sometimes knowledge just can, like, pop out at you. Sometimes you have to do, like, research upon research into... I... I... <sighs> Aren't there some wizards at that university or library or whatever it is? Yeah, I, I mean, there. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of wizards who are who are members of the scholarly order of Ketus. So, ju just were you in a specific like branch that happened to be a little bit more? What he's asking is, who I, hurt uh, you? Who what? hurt what, you? What? Did, did you just ignore half of your classes? What's going on, Ada? I, I admit that some of my scholars disagreed with some of my philosophies regarding around scientific temporal properties and alterations within magic tricks and the ruses that have to go into certain aspects of quote-unquote spells. Was that the title of your thesis? That was actually just a footnote in, in one, of the, one of the many possible <laughs> titles. I, I didn't actually finish the thesis it's, it's quite a sore spot you see they they kicked me i mean they they allowed me uh, a tempo a, a temporary sabbatical if you will to to study uh, among oh the my common god you're folk. a college dropout i'm not a college dropout i have the robes you see the robes these are these are these oh are quality robes this is i could get into any of the libraries with these robes oh really Yes, I, I, I'm not, I'm not bluffing. Art pockets <laughs> them. Art just pockets them instantly. Hey, wait! No, don't <laughs> oh just my steal God. my robes! Wait, wait, no, it's okay, I'm just, hol I'm just holding on to them for you. I'm just holding on to them for you. Hey, what's that over there? And then Art starts walking in the direction of the temple again. Oh my god. And the, and the disc follows you? Can I sit, if I sit on top of the water barrel, will the disc still be floating with it, or is it too heavy now? Uh, yeah, how much does the water barrel weigh? Barrel full of water is... I mean, we know we know because the, the disc is holding it, it's already less than 500 pounds, but if it's like yeah. 499... Yeah, and if we throw the barrel full of water at 9.05am, and it's the wind, the wind speed is 10 kilometers per second, <laughs> how much will the barrel um, move to the left? Is there like an animal I could turn into? Like a tort? Are turtles good at carrying things? I'll say that the Tur barrel is pretty much at the weight limit for the floating disc. Okay. Oh, I have to walk. <laughs> and just to remind you, I believe every hour you'll have to yeah. ritual it. Yeah, I'm doing the turbo macarena around it all the time. You know, getting the, the somatic yeah. movements in. So you all are traveling through the desert following art's direction as usual can i get a, a advantage survival check from art uh-huh advantage survival check also of course if anyone has anything else they want to be doing on the walk today let me know oh, oh yeah i was just gonna say i think um Eliwick is like feeling pretty like good and great um after like that morning and revival so she's just kind of like really looking at like the sun and the the clouds and like really feeling like one with nature and like happy she's got like these new 
like buddies around um but she's just really having a time like maybe she's even dancing a little to herself right now oh my god grass is like coming in and bopping with you i feel like we're just kind of dancing at the back i'm like ready for it okay so looking at that i got a 10 with advantage that 10 on the survival check is exactly what needed to keep going towards the, the temple. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, oh, so God. you are able to orient yourselves and continue on the straight path there. I'd like to practice uh, walking while still like looking, having Keith fly around and looking through his eyes. So my body is just blind and deaf. And I'm just seeing through Keith's senses, but I'm practicing just being able to walk and follow the group as best as I can while still doing that. You want to link arms with one of us or some shit? Don't just wander off up yeah. there. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my hand on Art's shoulder to just try to guide me as I'm just like spying around. My eyes just go white. I'm completely deaf now because I'm just seeing and hearing the world through Keith as he flies around and looks at the desert in front of us. Mm-hmm. And y'all are, and as you're doing this, you're able to hear so much wind going past your avian ears, but get a pretty decent look ahead of you. Can I see the temple in the distance at all? At this point, you would actually, from from a bird's eye view. It's still pretty far off, a matter of definitely miles as you are starting this out. You're not sure if you're going to get to it estimating uh, today or tomorrow. Well, it's still pretty far away, y'all. You can, though, see the temple now. It is what looks like a pyramid, basically, with the steps, almost like South American-type pyramids. Okay. okay. I described the, what the temple looks like to the group. Can I ask you, Crest slash Keith, um, like, you know, in this moment, are the, is it just the pyramid? Are there any, like, I mean, it's really, it's it's really fucking it. far away. I I feel like I'm gonna need to. We're wow, gonna need to be. Just, you're looking at like a little. Yeah, we're gonna need yeah. to be a bit closer before right. I could see any of that. As you are also traveling today, the desert has reached a new peak for you all, of how hot it is. Whereas the other days you had been sweating heavily, you had been tired. Today it is beating down on you even more intensely. I know, Varel, you're wearing uh, chainmail armor. I got some sunscreen. and I, Oh, yeah, but I, I've got chainmail, so it's pro- I'm probably baking. Does anyone yeah, else have uh, medium like, or shit. heavy armor? I got the sunscreen, though. I so I'm about to apply that shit if it's about to fuck me. Am I the... No, it's me and Ada. Ada, yeah. you have armor, right? I think you got the medium armor, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing, like, light armor. Yeah, I just have leather on. You're wearing armor as really? a wizard? I'm wearing it's leather like too. A long it's story, so but cute. you know, sometimes that's just how it is when you're a variant human. Does my cloak of protection offer me any protection Ooh, from the sun? It does. It gives you a plus oh one god. on the roll you're about to make, as Sick. you as a cloak of protection would. Oh my god. Sexy. Can I have everyone make a constitution saving throw? Varel and Ada with oh, disadvantage. Sick. 
because your armor oh, is more bulky, yeah, really seals good. in the flavor a little too much. I got a four. Natural one. Yeah. That's a nat one right there. I'm chilling. I'm at that 20 plus my one. 21. But it's not a, it's not a nat 20. 11. I got 11 as well. 11 with my disadvantage. I got a 7. Alright, so everyone except for Grass fails. Hey! Got that mud the skin. The heat is Damn. getting to you much, Ooh. much harder. Uh, you feel Ooh. a level of exhaustion set in for you. Oh, damn. All that does mechanically is uh, disadvantage on your ability checks. Is there a condition for not being exhausted and being that the best in the party? Oh. <laughs> of being a douche. <laughs> Grass has basically made her way to the front of the pack, not by any conscious choice, but just all of the rest of you are slowing down a little bit, getting a little bit heavier breaths in. Uh, you end up having to take a few extra little rests of time to eat and drink and sit down. Oh, I imagine this whole time Grass is just like, come on, guys. When I was, like, hiking down the big roads, like, connecting the major cities, I barely took any breaks. And after full day's worth of traveling as you see the sun starting to set off in the east you can t see now on the horizon the rest of you the small form of the pyramid that of the temple that you are looking to go to however it is still a good ways off if you'd like you can try to keep pushing and march to get your way there or you can call it a break for the day camp out oh guys i don't want to just throwing it out there i don't want to reach it exhausted because like what if there's some fucking badass thing yeah. we have to do uh that's all, a like, good tired and shit. i don't know really how much of a time limit do we have on getting this temple not much what if we wait to like just get some rest so we're not exhausted but then also spend the day just resting around and travel by nights so the sun's not beating down on us the entire journey. Oh, oh that is smart. Incredible. That's a good idea. And our enemies would be could be sleeping. Great. Or time. even deadly our enemies awake at night. We might have disadvantage on like fighting anyone if we arrive at night because it might be harder to see them, but I'd take that over arriving exhausted and having to every check like take with disadvantage. You know? So I guess I just Yeah, I like that this just, plan. Uh, like depend, uh, that just makes it so do we want to push on tonight I mean, and be a bit exhausted but then sleep at, d at the day or yeah, like just there, break now yeah. and break for an entire day until it gets dark again I don't know about you guys but I can keep doing laps let's keep going yeah, let's keep going. keep going I'm ready like I'm feeling good I, I'm on the side of of caution true fair point personally Never lived my life of caution. If any of you, two of you would like to make a perception check. I'll do one. I'll do one. I got a 16. I got a... 16? Yeah. Ellie work. No, I got a 16 too. Oh no, actually, it, that's uh, going to be a 19 for me. Because plus... Cool. Um, three. Beautiful. Perfect. So... Right. The two of you kind of go up to the top of the little sand dune next to where you all have stopped temporarily 
and look out towards the temple. Uh, you both get a rough estimate of how far it would be. It's still about 15 miles, which would be about another five hours of walking to get all the way there. We could just get a yeah. little closer. Find somewhere to camp yeah. out a little closer around. during the day. Good point. Maybe. Like, maybe only... Like, how many miles do we think we need to be away from it to not, like, attract attention with our campfire? You know, like... Maybe I mean, like, if they can uh, see... If we can see the temple now, then they can see our see smoke it. rising in the distance. Then they, they're gonna see our tent. Oh, yeah. They're gonna see us. Yeah. I'm down to... Yeah, I guess... As long as we don't rest too close to it, um, yeah. I'm down to push on a little bit yeah. further. Um, good. Me too. So. Sounds great. All right, so given this about 15 mile, five hours to the temple estimate, how long are you all going to keep going? About how close do you want to get, basically? My vote is like two hours. Yeah, like, I was yeah. thinking halfway there. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Another two and a half hours of walking. I just as for walking, I want to just be like, I spy with my little eye something yellow. Is it sand? You got it. <laughs> Your turn. Okay, I'm gonna be like, I spy with my little eye something blue-ish. Is it the sky? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> like the two kids in the back of the car just bored on the road trip and then I, yeah and then I'm gonna keep <laughs> so you all take this quick moment to rest as you discuss your plans end up continuing on can I get uh, another constitution saving throw from everybody please <laughs> Oof, yeah, this time so... you don't have disadvantage Ada and Veronica. ah this time nice. this time I got a 17 I got a 4 also 17. Uh, 25! 25. Yeah, I'm saying 25. Grass? Nine. Nine does not cut it. So, Eliwick and Grass. Oh. oh no! You both now take another level of exhaustion. Uh, I spent too much time looking at the sun. So, Eliwick, you're up to two. Grass, you get your first one. Oh no. Oh, oh I was too cocky. <laughs> I was Icarus. Hubris. The rest of you are able to keep up the full pace. Grass had just been pushing herself a little bit too much in the sun. And now she's just keeping going and slowing down. I totally was running laps around yeah. everyone. Bit me in the ass. Exactly. Uh, and as you are going, Eliwick starts to be going much, much slower than the rest of you all. She's already got smaller legs and now is trailing behind even more. I would love to become a dog now and carry Eliwick. All right. If you're going with some one of the big dogs, I'll say you can carry an Eliwick. Oh, my God. You like a St. Bernard? Yes. Eliwick's living out my actual fantasy. It's so bad in this weather, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> can I scratch under dog grass's chin? Grass, you good with that? Oh, 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 dog grass is just wagging her, her tail and her foot. Oh, she is living for this. I, oh, she starts rolling over onto her stomach, even with Eliwick on her no, back. No, and just like letting the scratch continue. I'm sorry, Eliwick, but this, this is happening. Okay. 
I understand. And you make it to about the point where you decided you wanted to stop at the uh, two and a half mile mark, or two and a half hour mark. Still have another six to nine miles before you reach the temple. Oh, God. And you're deciding to set up camp now? Yes. Perfect. Would love a long rest. I would love one. And we might want to take two because Ellywick took took two yeah. levels of exhaustion, so that and also so that we can travel there in the night and not have to be. That's the yeah. Plus, I have dark vision up to you sixty know, feet, like... so I can help lead the. Oh shit! Yeah, dark I've... vision. Does anyone else have dark vision? Oh, I might have dark vision. Ada Wood is I... a half elf. Yeah, because I'm half elf. There you go. I do have dark vision. Yeah, I don't, but I have other cool things. Heck yeah! I don't have yes. dark vision. Ada, you okay? So both of you have dark vision, and I can fight with my eyes. I can cast light. Yeah, exactly. Let's. Yeah, I can also cast light. So I forgot we had wizards with us. I have dark vision. If I cast it, like puts out, like literally, just like attaches like a flame to a trident, and then just like runs the gas and goes, and suddenly the trident's all bright, and I'm like, does this help? (laughs) Or, and I want to just. I want to cast Firebolt to create a little ball of glass, and I want to cast light on that glass orb. Easy enough. So I can carry it around. I, uh, I cast light on my hair, and I go, look, highlights! I can't tell if I should give him inspiration or hit him. Too bad you're going bald, Art. (laughs) Oh, that felt really good, dude, yeah. We can all see the growing bald spot. And I have, all of my moves just give me advantage on attacks. So if I have disadvantage, I'll bring it back up and it'll be fine. So I, I love it. All right, let's um, let's sleep, babies. Who's taking watches? I could go last if that's possible, just so I can rest up for the. Yeah. I don't do it after attack. last time. Uh, I'll take I'll take first watch. Um, and while I'm doing that, I'll cast the ritual for alarm. Last time I took watch, I got brutally attacked. So Alright, so we got Art up first, Eliwick at the bottom. Who's taking those middle two? I'll take second. I imagine Grass just kind of laid down and tried to take a nap and avoid taking responsibility. But after everyone was quiet, we'll we'll finally like turn around and go, I'll take it. Arthur Grass and Ada are both going to be on third. So you all decide upon your watches. Settle yourselves in as much as you can. And does anybody want to be the storyteller for tonight? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll just do the... I'll do my backstory, I think. You wanted that campfire. Mm -hmm. So I'll turn to Ada and be like, so, yeah, now that we've spread the campfire, I'll just give you the reason why... Like, I'm no longer in Wolf's Ward. Born there, grew up there, and 100%, like, um, thought that the end-all, be-all of my existence was going to be, like, of the Kingsguard. Because I saw them, like, go out on a royal hunt one day. And, um, you know, just thought it was the coolest thing. Thought there was nothing, like, uh, cooler than to, like, ride off on a trusty steed, decked out in armor and with a sword at your hip. And so, um, you know, when I was of age, I, like, enlisted 
in the you know the the guard itself like the the military of the of wolf's ward um and like rose through the ranks like you know through successive trainings and such until i was assigned to like what i figured would be like my my first and last post um and it was the uh it was the queen's guard um along with like several other uh, was she pretty knights. i think there were like s- that's not a knight's concern I'm gonna s- <laughs> but say. you didn't answer the question. Okay, well, and that and, means uh, dude, yes. Yeah, I'll mutter. I'll mutter quietly. Yeah, dude. I'll just say like, yeah, dude. The the queen was as beautiful as a flower in bloom. Oh, um, you had a crush on the queen. No, I didn't, dude. I'm gonna turn bright red <laughs> and be like, I absolutely did, did not. You, did you sleep that with the queen? Is that what caused all this thing that went down? Is that you slept with the queen? Uh, oh, I started singing Boral and the queen sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm gonna put my face in my hands, dude. And be yeah. like, nah, the absolute opposite of that, dude. I'm gonna be like, Did you I'm murder the queen? Like, I wish it were that simple. I'm, I'm rubbing my eyes, but maybe I just have mm. sand in them. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, one day, um, the, the, the oath that I swore was called upon. The queen's life was in danger. Our castle was under siege. And so, like, um, the knight's protocol, I and my like brothers moved the queen to a place of safety. Like, there was a picture of her grandmother that moved away to reveal a door you know that was a secret passage like out of the castle under the moat and out into the like neighboring village and uh we lost nights like getting her out you know what i mean like three of my brothers stayed behind to give us more time two of them died like moving her across an open courtyard and at last it was just her and i in the middle of the forest um and i was like urging her onwards to uh reach the safe point when she stopped and told me that um, she had no intention of going to the safe point, that in fact the attack on the castle was orchestrated uh, by her, that she had been fed up with the king himself and his choices and had decided to like seize um, all of it for herself. And in that moment, I felt it was my sworn duty to slay her you know, but I could not bring myself to do it because it was also my sworn duty to protect her. And so I left and I know not what became of her, nor it was no longer my duty, of course, to protect her. Uh, and here you see me now, like many days since. Um, like there was a time that I spent like among the dwarves in the neighboring kingdom, um, like working in the mines, training with their fighters, getting very drunk a lot um but it didn't really help and it you know and i moved from one kingdom to the next until uh i got in trouble with the thimble wicks (laughs) i uh was contracted to like um secure a mineral um that actually um belonged to someone (laughs) and uh the securing process didn't go off without a hitch. I felt kind of set up, but I also had no leg to stand on because I absolutely took that job and that gold to like go without enough knowledge to like go get that shit. And uh, that's what happened. I got thrown in the dungeon off of that. God, the thimble dicks. So you never heard from her again? She could still be out there. No, 
I know not where she is now, dude. She could be anywhere. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what her plans were, and, you know. And you I didn't sleep with her. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to nod to you and be like, she was only your majesty to me. So slay no. was just not a euphemism for lay. All right. Let, let's, <laughs> <laughs> zip. That was great. Damn. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that was fucking good. Holy shit. Yeah, no, it wasn't for else to say turning red again. <laughs> Being like, but you wanted to. No! <laughs> he's gonna say, I didn't want to. Uh, but he's, uh, like, very red. Alright, so... As you all hear Varel's story of a lost kingdom mm. and a woman who took charge of it through treachery, that's where we'll end this episode of LGBT D&D. Thank you so much for listening to LGBT D&D Episode 7. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the handles below. Subscribe to our podcast for more. And give us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts, because it really helps out our show. And I bet you must be best friends with some dog, cat, or other animal somewhere. And they are so right to love you. 